Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are kicking off Bootover. In grand fashion, <laughs> with Vincent's selection from the year 2000, as we are going to be reviewing Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, in a movie that they wrote and directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans. Wow, this sounds really black. It does. And yet they found room for Shannon Elizabeth and Anna Faris in Scary Movie. Are you, are you not going to say Regina Hall? I'll tell you why when we get to our review of the film. Ooh, foreshadowing. Vincent's selection for our kickoff to Bootober. But first, as always, shout out to each and every one of you out there who are watching us as we stream via StreamYard to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and of course, YouTube and LinkedIn. Yes. And all of you in the chat, Hello to each and every one of you. Good evening, one and all. I see that Farrell Blackwell is saying, what's up, missionaries? It's Dervell Martin Day. Were you aware that it is Dervell Martin Day? No, is no. It? What makes it? Is it his birthday? That's a good question. Is it? Is he I, just saying it because we, we I do feel like I feel like we need to say Farrell Black. We, we need more details. I mean, you just can't. You just, You're about to say, you can't just drop. That. It's not his birthday. Yeah. It's not the day. It doesn't commemorate his it's passing. Just, it's just the. It's just we we celebrate him every episode. Every day is Dervo. So every, it's, it's, it seems like every day is Dervo Martin Day as long as Dervo Martin lives in your heart. There you go. There you go. He's oh. like Frosty the Snowman. Now I'm seeing Frosty the Snowman. I'll be back again next year. Did you cry the first time you saw Frosty the Snowman? Here's the thing. I actually hate Frosty the Snowman. Like the special or the, the actual the, man? The, the actual character. I hated him. I always felt like the magician had a good point. Are you serious? It was his hat. Okay, but whoa. And whoa. Frosty was dumb. I'm not sure I understand. Uh oh! <laughs> right, right. Your my, my watch has betrayed me as well. Your, your your watch doesn't understand. How can you hate Frosty? Every time the hat came back on his head, and he said "Happy New Year," I said, "Oh, I hate you so much." Did he say "Happy New Year"? "Happy Birthday"? "Happy Birthday"? I think he said "Happy Birthday." I don't know. I always hate him. I, I didn't like him. But well, wait a minute. And it was a magician's hat. Okay, but like it was actually his hat. Yes, but but first of all, he wasn't doing anything with that. Second of all, sure, it was he was pulling the rabbit out. That was his old deal. And then it blew, it blew off. Is it didn't it like blow off his hat head or right, did he right? Throw and it, it away. No, I, did he throw it away? I think I he threw it away. I don't remember him throwing it. away. He may have thrown it I away. I think he threw it away. So and, then, and, like and possessions then it, it, is nine tenth of the law. And then it just landed on because then, then the wind blew, and then the kids put it on the snowman, and then yeah, and it brought the it brought the kids to life. There you go. 
So so it was Frosty's hat. Yeah. Or at least the little girl. I, I like Frosty. Her name. And then Frosty melted at the end. I was like, this is really dark. Okay, but then, like I'm a kid. Well, did yeah. they think this through? That that all see, that's what made me cry. And then I'll be back next year. And I was like, oh, man. I never look like at like a hot house the like same. I felt like I had closure when he melted. I was like, okay, well that happened. I never, I never. Well, first of all, he he didn't have he didn't melt at the very end. Remember, Santa Claus comes. Right, 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 right. And, and then, then, the then takes Christmas him, snow. And then takes him away. You can tell as someone who we just spent this afternoon going in excruciating detail about my favorite episode of Sanford and Son. Oh, yes, you did. I, I, I've I've not I you know I've not seen Frosty the Snowman that much because it really is just not my favorite. Robert Monroe Jr. agrees with you, Vincent, and says Frosty was obnoxious. I, I didn't like him. Frosty was not obnoxious. I didn't like him. He, he I mean he he barely had any person. I don't I don't I don't like Frosty. Oh come on! I never liked Frosty. I don't understand. Frosty was. I, I never liked Frosty. <sighs> Did you like it? I mean, you- I mean, I love all of them. And then, and then we do need to move on because now you, you know, the other thing about Frosty, what you remember when we were like little kids, that was the heyday of the Christmas specials. Yes, and like they would course. show up. But as we got older and that, that, that evening, uh, real estate got more and more precious. Mm-hmm. They cut back on a lot of the, 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 the specials that they would show. Okay. Like, I think A Year Without a Santa Claus has made sort of a Gen X return because we all love the Heat Miser, Cold Miser song. Do we love the Heat Miser, Cold Miser, or do we really just really love the Heat Miser? I mean, I love both songs. I mean, I Heat Miser both. was obviously part and upon the hotter one. Yeah. But, but there was a period where they weren't playing it every year. Okay. Okay. Or like Santa Claus is coming to town. Which was, you know, Santa's origin story. Yes. Which are always like, like those kind of deeper cut ones. Yeah. They weren't playing them as much, but they always would play Frosty the Snowman. So I remember being like 10, 11, thinking they could be playing A Year Without a Santa Claus right now while dumbass Frosty the Snowman is on. Well, okay. See, but what actually happened was that back when we were kids, they used to almost like block out the night. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So the reason why you remember them so ubiquitously is like year after year, there will be one night where they would all play. Right. And then as we got older and like, you, it, admittedly, like you said, the real estate got a little bit more precious, but they then also started sp- spacing them out. More. Right. But they still, there were years they didn't play some of the, like, I never understood why Frosty made the cut. Well, because Frosty with the was, other marquee ones, because Frosty Frosty was the bigger name, right? But he's the bigger name because of um because marketing. of marketing. Well, so is Rudolph. Hey, 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 hey. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is a wonderful special that but, holds up. But Rudolph was made for marketing. No, 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 no. I understand, but it stands on its own as a piece of art. No, it like, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is an epic saga. No, I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like, I I think it it. actually stands on its own. Yeah, but you know why the real reason why you're saying it stands on its own? And it's not so much because of the special. It's because you equate it with the special, and then you also are hearing the temptations in your ear. That's the reason why it's standing out like that. (laughs) If it wasn't Burl Ives singing Frosty the Solid special, Rudolph, Charlie Brown, 
the Grinch. Oh, come on, these, uh, these, the Grinch. Yes, these are solid. They can actually stand. You and have so a, was Frosty. Yeah, Frosty was dumb. Frosty, <laughs> Frosty was dumb. Dumb. Frosty was. Frosty, dumb. Frosty, I ain't like Frosty. Frosty is every bit as iconic as the other three that you just. No, no, no. I didn't say they mentioned. weren't iconic. I'm saying that if, if for like if you had a three or four year old in your life and you yes. sat him down, yes, the, many of the, the the other ones I just said actually can stand on their own. Yes, like I'm four years old. I I don't know anything about Rudolph. The, well, maybe four is young because Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer gets a little intense. And and Charlie Brown is a little deep. Yeah, for but like the Grinch stands on its own. This is yes. solid. Yes, yes. Frosty the Snowman. It's it's it like does, it does. It's insane. nothing there. It's, it's same. And and actually, I would think that as dark as the whole him melting thing is, I think it's a little bit more palatable for a younger kid in in that spectrum. One because it is. It, it's the only one outside of Charlie Brown that is two two degree anime um 2D animation, which makes it a little bit more, you know, palatable for for a little kid. And because it is a snowman, you can I think a kid can wrap their their mind around the idea of snow actually melting. So I think it is actually a little bit more palatable than Rudolph, which like you said, gets dark. Yeah, it, yeah, it's real dork and intense and real intense. Yeah. And and Charlie Brown, which as cute as it is, you're just you're just grooving off of the, the, the right. character design. Charlie Brown's a little philosophical. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> be honest. So I think Frosty is actually a little bit more palatable, which is why it would get rerun more often. And because it, and let's be fair, also is because it's only half an hour right. as opposed to the year without a Santa Claus and um santa claus is coming to town santa claus is coming yeah, those are my two coming to the town which are an hour a piece are they yes they're both an hour they're just piece. so good they're just so good they, they are, they're, they're good they're just so good they're good they're, you know it's cool stop motion animation and most of them you know they have some memorable songs yeah um but them being an hour a piece. That's a tough. That's, that's, that's a, a tough, tough one. Fit. That's a tough sit. Right again, and once the real estate got more and more precious. Yeah, and then like you had like the one offs that they had to like they they would always play the special of whatever the hot cartoon was that year. Right. It was like the Charlie Brown Christmas followed by Pokemon. the Smurfs. Right, Pokemon Christmas. Pokemon. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't even know if there's a Pokemon Christmas. I'm sure. There right, is. right. But it was like the Transformers yeah, exactly. and Santatron. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Bugs Bunny didn't have, they didn't, Warner Brothers doesn't have like a Christmas thing. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about that before. Like, even like, I mean, of course, like their shorts were made for like the movie. Sure, sure. But even Mickey Mouse then made the Christmas a Christmas carol, right? Which gets replayed, right? Warner Brothers, I don't think they have one. Oh, that's weird. Not that I, I'm, I'm, they probably do, but it certainly is not as ubiquitous as yeah. Disney's, sure, or for us, right? You know, Mr. Magoo's, right? Right, right, right. How, Christmas carol, right? Like, how have I seen the Mr. Magoo Christmas carol? Well, they don't play that, anymore. I know, but. We saw it a lot. You, you may have to turn the antenna TV. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. I didn't mean for that to have the frost, <laughs> frost, frosty, frosty. Actually, is one of my triggers. 
Oh, God. George Kimona says that WB has Batman for Christmas. There is a memorable episode of Batman the Anime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Series. Nobody's playing that at Christmas. I know. George. Come, George. <laughs> George. Nobody's playing that at Christmas. I'm Batman. Sorry. My parents are dead. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't do Christmas here, Alfred. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, when are we doing? Okay. I know. I know. I know. I don't even know how that started. Oh God! I just heard Frosty, and then I went to a fugue state. I don't know. You sure? <laughs> Who knew? I know. It's it's I, it's very specific. But I had it, no it, idea that that was going to be. I was, I was. I was like a little kid sitting, there, but like not a little little kid, but just a little kid. And for, I was. I was. I'd be in front of the TV. I'm like, come on, man. I know we can do better than Frosty. I like, uh, you know, like even the one that, with the donkey that helped Jesus that had the long ears. Isn't that it, whoa, like whoa, whoa. What was it Eeyore the long eared donkey? It wasn't Eeyore, not Eeyore. It was what was I, it? I see. The you know what I'm thinking? Or like, e- or like the little drummer boy. Like remember, like two or three of them that were real Jesusy. Yeah, they were Jesusy. I didn't like I'll take all of them over Frosty. Oh, you see now you're you're tripping. <laughs> you are tripping. You are. Tripping. I just like the Rankin Bass stuff. You are tripping. My John, which I actually looked up for, looked up uh, not long ago and watched randomly, was the one with the mice. We, we've talked about this because I hated that mouse. Um, Twas you, the night before Christmas. Yes. Twas the night before Christmas. I, 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 it's cute. I love it. I hate that mouse. I, I love the song. I, 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 it's a good song. We'll do what? Oh, I hated that mouse. Even a miracle needs a hand. Oh, where's a mouse trap and a little spoonful of peanut butter when you need it? Oh, I hated that mouse. I love that little father. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough. Between that and Frosty. Oh, I hated him. It was Rankin Bass. They both were ranking bass. Yeah, they are ranking bass, but but yeah, <laughs> not ranking bass. Rankin no, that bass. is ranking bass. It does the stop motion. Yeah, they yeah, they do, bass, they do they, stop they motion do, they and did they did animate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Too. Yeah, all right, father. Oh, I hated that. Ah, I love it. That was another one. I was like, come on, man. I know it's something else we could be playing right now. Let's get into some listener mail. Ah, missives from the missionaries. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got um, listener mail here. I'm going to go to this one is from Sean Simmons. Hey, what's up, Sean? Hey, Lennon Vince. It's funny that the last time I wrote in, I bass Sean Wayans. (laughs) And then I hear some news. I'm interested in your feedback on you are reviewing a Sean Wayans film. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. Anyway, I wanted to get your feedback on the recent news of Kevin Bacon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Taylor Page joining the cast of Beverly Hills Cop 4, now titled Beverly Hills Cop, colon, Axel Foley. Mm-hmm. Along with the returning Judge Reinhold, John Ashton, Bronson Show, and Paul Reiser, and of course, not mentioned here, but it goes without mentioning, Eddie Murphy. Yes, also, I'd like to hear 
not what you expect of the film, but what you like to see. I'm intrigued by the additions and excited about the returns, but I also hope Ronnie Cox makes an appearance. Last year, I saw him in Being the Ricardo, so he's still active. Mm. Also, I had this conversation with friends, and I wanted to see what your picks would be. What would you pick as your favorite sequel to a movie that came out 15 or more years after the original? Oh, that's easy for me. Such as Top Gun Maverick uh, being right now what he picks and what pre 2000s movie would you pick to be made into a sequel now happy boo tober sean well first let's deal with the first part what do you think of the additions to the beverly hills cop four i i don't yeah i don't know what i think about them because i'm so curious to see what are they going to do with this because, like, you know the story. The, the story is they were going to make a series. Right. Where where Eddie it focused be... on his son. Right. But apparently Eddie Murphy was so good in the dailies and all, mm-hmm. they scrapped the son and said they wanted to focus on him. And thus make, making it in a movie. Right. I just don't know how... Like, like to me, Beverly Hills Cops were cop worked so well because Axel Foley is like this disruptive force mm-hmm. you know he goes out to Beverly Hills and and shakes everything and we talked about in the review like he very rarely uses his badge of authority right he's basically Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how 60 year old Axel Foley who I'm assuming is still a, in the police department and so you assume he's he's been promoted and stuff. I know originally when they were going to do it with his son, he was supposed to be the commissioner. I think I don't remember that. Yeah. I I don't like, I don't understand what Axel Foley with 60 year old Axel Foley is going to be doing. Well, me neither. I don't, and I don't know how much of a disruptor he's going to be. The story doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be a disruptor. Um, maybe it's him trying to recapture his youth or something like that. Or who knows? Maybe they're focusing on Eddie Murphy, but they're still kind of putting the the son in there. You know, who knows? Um, what I would like to see from Beverly Hills Cop: Colon Axel Foley is them to realize yeah let's just not do this because <laughs> what you want to see is not see it i don't want to you see don't want to see it i don't want to see it because honestly like and we haven't we haven't reviewed it yet and eventually we'll get around to it but i was not a fan of coming to america mm-hmm. and the reason being is because well, there's a lot of reasons why I didn't like that movie, but one of them is that I felt that Eddie Murphy was basically just trying to replay the hits a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing, I guess there's, while there technically is nothing wrong with that, I Eddie Murphy is not 70 years old. He's not mm-hmm. 80 years old. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Murphy is still vital enough, young enough to even returning to an old property to infuse it with something new than just regurgitating what was done before. Mm-hmm. And I have a funny feeling that that's what's going to be done with 
this. Yes, are they putting in a couple of actors who I really, really enjoy and Joseph Gordon-Levin and, and Kevin Bacon? Very much so. Do I really care about John Ashton and Judge Reinhold? Not at this time. Ronnie Cox, he's an older gentleman right now, so maybe you give him a, a nod, give him a, a piece in there. But Ronnie Cox probably is like, you know what? I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, like if y'all not going to come to me or maybe if I can do this on Zoom, mm-hmm. then like I'm good. I, I can see Ronnie Cox being like that. He's an, act, an actor I really enjoy. But I really just don't see the reason for this. I honestly wasn't really that excited about the series, but at least that was taking it someplace else. Right. And taking it out of Eddie Murphy's hand and maybe right. we're seeing what somebody else can do with it. But we've seen that type of thing play out it before. Right. Um, back in that shaft debacle. Right. I, I mean, in, in, in quietly coming to America. And it, that was a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. So I really just am not excited about the prospect of Beverly Hills Cop the fourth edition. At yeah. All. Yeah. And, and the bit that I was, and ex- I'm not even going to say excited, but it made me go huh. playing that past the torch role. Like I think Brandon Jackson mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. supposed to play his son and I've always liked him. Yeah. Like, like it seems like his career. Well, I'll just say his career hasn't unfolded how I wanted it to unfold since Roll Bounce. Mm-hmm. Like, I've liked him since Roll Bounce in Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy that I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe he can do that. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't think, you know, I'm going to watch it, but it's really going to be like, huh, all right. But I'm open to being surprised. Let's go to his other question. It's, it, which goes into the, his other question. What actually. would you pick as your favorite sequel to a movie that came out 15 or more years after the original? That is super easy for me. Yeah, I heard you say that. If someone had told me that the sixth installment of the Rocky series oh, okay, would have been a great movie. Hmm. The third, perhaps second best in the series. I would have said they're insane. But I think Rocky Balboa is a great movie. Okay. Like like the film Rocky Balboa that Sylvester Stallone made a few years ago. A few years. Like what year is Rocky Balboa? Like you're typing. Oh, well, oh sorry. You were typing, so I yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't looking up Rocky Balboa. I was looking up something else. But Rocky Balboa, the movie, came out in 2006. Yeah, I thought 2006's Rocky Balboa was a great film that actually made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It it. I respected the fact that Sylvester Stallone wrist playing with the character the way he did and it worked really well so that's yeah that's far and away my favorite legacy sequel years later the first one that comes to my mind and it it it's not quite 15 years later exactly mm-hmm. and that's what i was looking up it's 14 years later so mm-hmm. if you will allow me that okay the first one that comes to my mind is the incredibles 2 okay uh, I, I I really really like The Incredibles too. Mm-hmm. Um, it does it have the same you know wow as mm-hmm. the first Incredibles? No, it can't. 
right. it's a sequel. But considering that they then take that time to now focus on, you know, uh, Mrs. Incredible, mm-hmm. and she's the focus, and she is like total badass in that movie. Yeah, and 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 they still make you care about what's happening in the family as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still, it's very much as the, as the kids are older. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the kids are older. Um, it still very much is focused on the the family as a whole and the adults in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I really like The Incredibles, too. It was really dope. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's the first one that comes to mind. Right. There's probably others that I'm sure. not thinking about. Um, sure. Your brother Damon is, is is spouting some heresy that I'm not going to to repeat on air. Oh, um, <laughs> he is. He is. Your brother. Your brother is out of his mind. <laughs> your brother is absolutely out of his mind. You know what? I'm going to say it. Okay. I, this way. This way. All of missionarydom can 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 uh, bash him what, and, and shame him. My goodness. He's saying that Godfather Three oh, isn't a bad come movie. on, Damon. The problem come is, on, is Damon. that it has Stop. Godfather in the title. Stop. Don't no, do that. No, that's not the... That's Don't not, do that. That's definitely not the Don't problem. do that. Come on. Damon. Yeah, that's... Shame. Yeah, shame. Shame, yeah. Damon. Yeah, that's... Shame on missionaries. That's, that's, that's not good. Get out of here. It's it's not a good movie. Yeah. You want to talk about retrudging old Yeah. Movies? Come on, get out of here. All right. Uh we also got it. We got another email. Mm-hmm. And this one was from Ellis Heron. Hey, what's up, Ellis? <clears throat> hey fellas. I fully enjoyed your review of Aquila and the Bee. Yeah. I saw the movie in a theater during the spring of 2006. At the end of the movie, the whole audience applauded. Yeah. At the time, I had a side hustle as a movie reviewer for a black newspaper, so your review had me dig up my review of the movie. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. I wrote that the movie had sleeper hit written all over it and that Kiki just had her breakthrough performance. I'm ashamed to say, after all these years, I still don't have this as part of my collection like you do, but rest assured, I will get it and arrange a family movie night with the wife and kids. Looking forward to more thought-provokingly funny reviews in the future. Your boy, Ellis Heron from Fort Worth. P.S. I'm glad you mentioned Kiki's crazy accurate impression of Angela Bassett. It's, it's, It's a wonder and delight. What surprises me is that according to Kiki... Whenever she bumps into her, Angela never brings the impression up. <laughs> I personally think they should do another movie where they play mother and daughter again. What do you think? Oh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. That'd be fantastic. What? But, you know, and I don't know if Angela would do this. They should do another movie where Angela plays Kiki's grandmother. And then Kiki, because you know how you, you know how you always imitate your grandmother mm-hmm. when they say something. Yeah. And so Angela could just say something out of her mouth, and then Kiki could do her Angela impression, right? Repeating it to her, right, right. And thus, it's in the movie. I, I it's immortalized for all time. I would just like Angela Bassett to do a comedy next, because the the forty five seconds of the two Wakanda Forever trailers. Oh yeah. Grieving mother Angela Bassett mm-hmm. is really just too much. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just too much in the trailers. I know, I know. But I got a funny feeling there's going to be like, like, 
a little badass, Angela. Look, I'm sure she is. She but flex. I was, I was just talking. Who was I just talking to? It may have been my students talking about, you know, you, you read something first to just get it out the way and then you go back mm-hmm. to kind of critique it. Like, I, I kind of just want to go ahead and see it one time mm-hmm. and just go ahead and see it. Gotcha. So now I got it. And then I can go back and enjoy it. Okay. So I feel you. We were, um, I think me and my family, we were talking about Black Black Panther. And I think we, you know, I think I saw it like three times that opening weekend. Wow. Did you? I know you went to the Wakanda. Right. So I, so that, that was definitely one time. And then I know I saw it another time. Like it was two or three times, maybe not that weekend, but certainly that that week. Yeah. I saw it. I remember just seeing it a lot. I saw it at least twice within the first couple of weeks. Yeah. First two. Yeah. So, yeah. So so yeah, I need Angela Bassett to to make some jokes or something. (laughs) I hear you. I hear programming note for you, ladies and gentlemen, Um, beginning this month, beginning the month of October, uh, as we move into blue Tober, Vincent and I, you know, we've been doing this whole black horror thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to dig into the crates a little bit and pull out some of our past reviews of some of your favorite horror movies. Um, and we're doing it on a new series that you can find right here on the Michelle Mission podcast feed. It's called Previously on the Mission. It'll go up at the same time that the podcast goes up uh, on Wednesday morning. And it'll be just the review of one of our older films. So <laughs> in case you don't want to hear us talk about Christmas specials yeah. for 10 minutes. <laughs> you, you just want to hear us going in about Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> for 20 minutes this is the show that you've been clamoring for previously on the mission and we're going to starting this in october because we're going through some of our black horror month um, Mm -hmm. reviews and we're going to be kicking it off with (laughs) one of the more epic reviews It's a good, that's a good episode. I believe it was episode 143 of the of the Michelle Mission. It's from 2018. It is our review of Acrimony. <laughs> AKA the episode when Len exploded. <laughs> and to make this previously all the more special, we are not only giving you the review of the film we are giving you from episode one the infamous rant that i went on (laughs) the first time i saw this movie yeah in the movies and came on to our review of attack the block to tell vincent about it in glorious x-rated detail yes he did both that original rant and our review of Acrimony will be kicking off our debut of Previously on the Mission. So wherever you find our podcast, look for that Wednesday morning in the feed. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be epic. Uh, trust me, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> 
And if you want to suggest your favorite reviews that you would like for us to highlight on previously on the Michelle Mission, please email us at michellemission at gmail.com or hit us up on all the social medias using hashtag previously and we'll make it happen for you. Absolutely. All right. That's hashtag previously on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what reviews you want to hear. All right. All right. Okay. There's our little programming note. Ah. We went through our emails, Vincent. Excellent. All right. And let's see what else is going on. Okay. All right. We are good to go. Why you saw like an old black woman about to start singing Nowhere's No Way's Tired? What was that for? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's like I held my breath while I was reading all if of that. If the Lord see fit, I'll get to the top five. <laughs> yes, we're, it's time for the top five. God willing in the creek, creek don't rise. Yes, it is time for the top five. Uh, ashy Feet. Did I see Ashley's feet said this? Where, where was this? Was it? No, it was uh, Farrell Blackwell. It said, speaking of parent-child team-ups, I wish that Denzel Washington and John Boyega would play father and son. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's, that's not a bad mm-hmm. wish. Okay. All right. Top five. Who's your top five? My top five. All right. Tonight's top five, Vincent. My top five. Yes. Now, last week I was telling you about, you know, this film that we're going to be reviewing tonight, Scary Movie. Mm -hmm. And I had made a comment Mm -hmm. that I felt a little leery about afterwards. Okay. And it was in regards to one of the Wayans brothers, specifically Sean Wayans. Yes. And I said that I had found him to be my least favorite of the Wayans brothers. Okay. And it was primarily because in my mind, I didn't see much talent. Okay. On display. Right. Whenever I see him. Right. Right. And to be fair, most times when you see Sean Wayans, he is opposite one of his brothers, usually Marlon. Right. Who is a very talented Right. Individual. I would argue the most talented win. There you go. But I thought I, maybe I wasn't being fair. Okay. To Sean Wayans. So thus, this week for the top five, I want to present for our discussion. Okay. The top five Sean Wayans performance. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Sean Wayans performances away from his Ken. I'm fascinated because I, I didn't know that there were five performances by Sean Wayans where he wasn't in the Wayans clan. So I'm looking forward to this. Well, let's find out. Okay. Going in chronological order. Okay. So number five of the Sean Wayans performances, we have New Blood from 1999. Now, New Blood is a Canadian-British action thriller <laughs> written by Michael Hurst, starring John Hurt, Nick Moran, 
Carrie Ann Moss of the uh, Matrix fame. Mm hmm. Joe Pantoliano of Matrix and many other yes and acting yeah yeah this isn't a bad cast and Sean Wayans excellent away from his brother yes have you seen this I've not seen this okay I've not seen this David Stratton of Variety seen this has seen this film okay 1999 and says that it's a convoluted setup for what's basically a standard thriller but thanks to persuasive performances from hurt and especially moran it just about works okay does he comment on sean wayans at all i could not find any commentary on sean wayans sean wayans performance okay in this film and he made the poster. He made the poster. Right. Is is that cropped out or is it just the three of them on the poster? It's just the three of those. This That's Nick Moran, Carrie Ann Moss, and Sean Wayans on the poster. Okay. So I have to believe that he's essential in some Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. He's on the poster. Unless they just want a black guy on the poster. Yeah, yeah unless yeah. they just see he's filling the quota. Yeah. So I don't know whether or not he's good or not. Right. They didn't make a new blood too. Right. And 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 on the flip side, the review didn't say that his performance was distracting. No, because it was so bad. They did not. So okay. So point to Sean. Point Sean. That's a point in Sean's. That's favor. a point in Sean's favor. Very good. All Let's right. Keep score. All right. Number four. Number four. Open mic from two thousand and one. Okay. Now open mic is a documentary. Okay. Okay, this is a documentary that is, uh, uh, according to IMDb, a poignant and disturbingly funny look at the life of a small town comedian trying to break into the big time. It basically tells the story of these two comedians who are trying to find their way in the world of comedy. Okay, and Sean Wayans is one of the talking heads in this uh, movie, which features... Other talking heads such as Bobcat Goldthwaite, Jim Brewer, Dave Chappelle, okay, um, Brian Regan, Victoria Jackson, Tony Rock. Um, so there's quite a few talking talking heads, okay, in this 2001 documentary. Um, can't find anything about what Sean Wayans is offering there, right? To be fair, I've never seen Sean Wayans do stand up. Right. So I don't know why he's in this document. Well, I've never seen Sean do stand-up, but what I was going to say is I'm ready to give him this point because you said he was a talking head. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. And one you know, I have to say one of the aspects of the two younger Wayne's brothers, Sean and Marlon, that I enjoy the most as they get older mm-hmm. is hearing them talk about the business mm. and talk about their, their older brothers and talk about their journey into, because I think they have this really unique position where they are arguably the, you, you know, the second or third, you know, the third or fourth most successful mm-hmm. in the Wayans clan. Yeah. But they're the younger brothers. So so I feel like Sean had this great vantage point where he watched Keenan build it. He watched Damon kind of continue it. And then they brought in the two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually like it when Sean talks about comedy and talks about things. So I haven't seen this either, but I'm I'm ready to grant him this point based on seeing him other places talk. I'm not going to give him this point. Okay. Because if this is a documentary about comedians, mm-hmm. and admittedly, this is it's a while ago. It's 2001. So it's already 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I don't think Sean Wayans had that much insight into the world of comedy to really offer that nuance a point of view here. Dude, this is a year. This is a year. If it was Keenan, I'd give you that. This is a year after Scary Movie, though. Like a year after Scary Movie, Sean and Marlon are actual players. Okay. I mean, you know, you know, like like I know, just to 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 gild the lily a little bit. Part of what happened with uh, Scary Movie Two is they had to rush it out because Scary Movie was such a huge monster. I <laughs> see what I did. Monster success. Mm-hmm. So I think in two thousand one, Sean had some really interesting things to say. Okay. All yeah, right. Well, but, so so let's split the difference. All right. Give a half point. One and a half points for Sean. He's got half one all and a right. half points so far. Okay. All right. Next next we have. Bicentennial nigger from 2006. Now, I got a I got a fun thought experiment for you. Now, um, this is a a short film mm-hmm. that you can't find any information on. Okay, at all. It's a four minute film. Sean Wayans is in it, um, and it basically is uh, written and directed by Matthew Jackson. I couldn't really find much information in it. And if, and you, like me, when I see Bicentennial Nigger, my mind immediately goes to the Richard Pryor album. Right. Of the same title. Yeah. But from the early 70s. Right. From like 76, 77. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is the old... He's, he's not... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't really. And what I, the only information I can find out about this is that this is a this is a short film that features archival footage of Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. Condoleezza Rice, mm-hmm. and Don King. Right. The only people who are listed as maybe like appearing in the movie mm-hmm. are Cedric the Entertainer, Ethel Waters. And Sean Wayans. That's quite a hodgepodge. Especially in a, a short four-minute yeah. bicentennial. Movie. Yeah. So all right. I can't I really can give him this. Yeah, I can't point. really do anything with this. Sorry. I can't really give him this point. But interesting experiment for you. I want you on your little tabby tabby. Uh-huh. To Google, Google search Bicentennial Nigger 2006. I'll give you a moment. All right. And everybody looking at home. Google search bicentennial nigger, um, and th- then once you do that, then I want you to. All right, I have Googled it. You've Googled it. Yes. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is go to images. All right, I've gone to images. Now, if you're anything like me, what is the fourth <laughs> image? The first three. 
are the Richard Pryor right the Richard Pryor cover and then the fourth one is Clarence Thomas it's Clarence Thomas <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I mean look to be fair he comes up because there is archival footage of him as well right right film. right it has him yeah yeah but I think it's interesting <laughs> that he is the fourth image look man that comes up. Clarence Thomas has built his career the way he's built his career. So he just, you're he, he going to have to take this. You just take that L, right. bro. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, number two. Okay. We're not giving him a point for Bites. No, 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 no. Not at all. Six is Bites and So number two, we have Why We Laugh, Black Comedians on Black Comedy okay. 2009. Right. This is another documentary documentary yeah. film analyzes the history of comedy and how the television and film industries have stereotyped african-americans throughout a multitude of generations mm-hmm. um this is a documentary that was uh eventually acquired by showtime and i believe it, it did appear on showtime it features among the talking heads in it, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Steve Harvey, Cat Williams, Sherry Shepard, Niecy Nash, Marla Gibbs. Yeah, I think I Dick saw this. Gregory and Marlon Wayans. Yeah. This is a documentary that is directed by Robert Townsend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean Wayans also appears in this as sure. a talking head. I just realized Marlon Wayans is in this as well. Yeah. So we can't give him a point because he's not a Wayans. Right. He's not a Wayans brothers. from the Wayans. Yeah. So, so he can't get a point yeah. for for why we laugh black comedians on black comedy. It's a shame because I, I think this is another moment. This may be the moment where I said this. I like fits. listening to the younger brothers talk. Yes. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if this is where you heard. Right. Because about. also they're talking about the the challenges with their television mm-hmm. show and mm-hmm. and 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 certainly by 2009 they're far enough away from scary movie yeah that they can talk about that and and you know the other movies that they subsequently made mm-hmm. so yeah all right yeah so, so he can't get a point for that right, right. marlin's there and that's a shame it's a shame yeah okay so then we go to number one number one number one is blank Right, because you could only find four. I can only find four. Look, man, Sean projects. and Marlon are a team. They are a team. They're a team. They are a team. And I can't remember. I, don't I think Sean's strength might be the writing. Like they put him it, it it's funny. I was I was listening to um I was listening to the I'm gonna get you sucker episode. And we talked about Keenan mm-hmm. and how Keenan had, uh, in retrospect, a fairly short career in front of the camera. Yes. Like you can count on one hand the movies that Keenan made as an actor. Right. Right. I mean, what? It's, it's I'm going to get you, sucker. It's Low Down Dirty Shame. Mm-hmm. It, it it was the other one where he played like a marine, like like it was almost a straight action film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're meaning as a leading man, as a leading man. But hey, you know, hell, let's pull back and just say in it. So he's in. I got a feeling he's in Hollywood Shuffle. I, don't get me wrong, and I, I don't think he did a whole lot, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, as a bit player, right? But like, Keenan is a director. Yeah. So, so saying, oh, whoa, whoa, Keenan's acting is this, that, and the other. While true, 
it doesn't really reflect Keenan's strength. Right. Like Keenan is a director. I think in, and you know, obviously we're going to talk about this with scary movie. Mm-hmm. I think Sean and Marlon have carved out, not even, I think this is not even debatable. They have carved out a successful career as writers and creators. So regardless of Sean's relative strength in front of the camera, I think that's a small part of his trick bag. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. You and, know. And, and yes, they have carved out a successful career. Um, so I can't knock them for that. As creators, again, I, I think, and again, I, I don't want to go too much into the review. I think the Wayans family has done a great job of creating their own space. True. Like, like I don't have to, like part of the reason you don't, you don't have Sean and stuff outside of the Wayans is because they got their own lane. They got their own lane. Like they got, they, they've created their own lane. It's almost more of a Tyler Perry model. Uh, well, I, I, w- to be fair, to be fair, honestly, I wish it was a little bit more Tyler Perry ish in that Say what you will about Tyler, he tries his hands at different genres. Right. And I think right. that if they allowed them themselves to maybe at least attempt other genres, they might have been able to carve out a lane for someone who is possibly acting wise every one of their equals. Right. Uh their sister Kim. Right. True. True. So, but all right. You know. All right. We'll be talking about Sean all evening. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we certainly will. We certainly will. Okay. Uh so that is my top five. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again indulging me. All right. Um, before we get to the game of kings, I'm going to give a quick early shout out to the film that we're going to be reviewing next week, giving you all a head start. Yes. Trying to change things up a little bit. Um Next week on Bootober, it will be my selection, and we are going to be reviewing, again, another film from 2018, mm-hmm. The First Purge. Not to be confused with right. The Purge, this is the film The First Purge, the prequel right. to The Purge. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a movie to watch, ladies and gentlemen. It actually is a very interesting movie. It has a very interesting story. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't uh, seen it. Uh, I think you will all enjoy it. So all of you that are watching the films along with us, check out The First Purge and then come back here next week for our review. That's the key. Six Degrees of Dervell Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to get to an actor that I have selected to for him. Mm-hmm. Six movies or less. Yes. From that 70s space age cat. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Named Dervell Martin. He was from the future. Yes. I. You know what? I would totally watch The Adventures of Dervell Martin. Come on, man. I would totally watch that. 
Like, even if they just remade all of the adventures of, like, it, they should remake the adventures of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. But with Dervil Martin. But with Dervil Martin. Like, you're joking and laughing. Understand this. If I had all the money in the world, so make it happen. I would give a lot of that money to, like, Ava DuVernay. And say, I just want a straight ahead documentary series about Derville Martin's life mm-hmm. and just just his career and his path and everything. Like we joke here, but he really was everywhere. Here's the thing. I don't want a straight ahead documentary. Of oh, Derville that would Martin, be so but... interesting. No, you know what I want? And I, it's interesting that you went Ava DuVernay. I want Don Cheadle to give us Derville ahead. <laughs> that's what i want oh. Oh. just this fever dream yes. of what derville, derville, thinks of derville his life was is. thinking in, in like 1980 yeah that's what i want yeah yeah all right oh well admit, one day admit that's yeah, admit. yeah. It's a little bit hot, we're right? keeping notes for when we're super billionaires <laughs> all right all right what we got all right all right, Vincent, and the six movies or less. Okay. I need you to get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin, six moves or less to Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know anything besides the Lord of the Rings movies? I, I don't need anything but Lord of the Rings. Okay. All right. I don't need anything but Lord of the Rings. Okay, this is how I'm going to get to Sean Bean. Because I can tell you an easier movie. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get to him pretty quickly with this. Right. You're right. I'm, I'm 100% going to use Lord of the Rings, but I just forgot my man's name who played Gandalf. Oh, uh, Ian McGowan. Ian McGon. Okay, so this is how we're going to get to Sean Bean. <sighs> Durval Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually trying to think of, of an interesting way to get to him. Let's see if I can get a real interesting... Derville Martin. Someone's in the chat said, white guy, Vincent's blind. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's my white guy blinders. But here's the thing. Derville Martin was, oh yeah, well here, here you go right here. Derville Martin was in five on the black hand side with Leonard Jackson. Leonard Jackson was in Boomerang with Haley Berry. Okay. You can probably finish it now. Haley Berry is in the X-Men with Patrick Stewart. No, Haley Berry was in um well she was. No, but she was, but I'm trying to think was Ian McCullen in X-Men. As Magneto. 
Like the first one? Yeah. Yeah, he's been on almost every one. Well, of there them. you go then. Haley Berry. I was just. I'm. Yeah. I, I don't even need Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Haley Berry is in X Men with Ian McCullen, who is in Lord of the Rings with Sean Bean. Very good. Yeah. Very good, Vincent. Very yeah. Good. I was trying to get to Patrick Stewart in Dune, but I couldn't think of anyone. Who, I couldn't get to Dervo Martin to um, what's my man's name who plays Paul Atreides in Dune? Oh, I know who you're talking about. The 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 the, the guy from. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Dervo Martin is in the final come down with um Billy D. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in. Empire Strikes Back with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford oh. is in Blade Runner with Sean Young. Sean Young is in Dune with Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is in the X-Men with Ian McCullen, who's in Lord of the Rings with Sean Bean. So yeah. that I took the long way around, but I, I use a whole bunch of movies that, that I like a lot. Which is cool. But yeah. but when you went to Harrison Ford, I thought you were right there. Because he's in Patriot Games with Sean Bean. I forgot Sean Bean was in Patriot Games. Patriot, Sean Bean has died in like that yeah. crazy tons of movies. Yeah. Um but yeah. Well that's I, his deal. That is his deal. Yeah. All right, very yeah. good, Vincent. Yeah, it's it's funny, and I was gonna say this is a uh, d- uh, d- d- six degrees of Derville Martin is like Game of Thrones without all the incest. <laughs> all right, you ready for the next one? I am ready for the next one. Sean Bean was a good one. Well, you tried to get me. Well, I'm I'm gonna get you with this. One. All right, here we go. This one, this one, you're gonna think it's easy, but it's only easy if you know. Right. All right, who we got? Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. Two. Two. Ming-Na Wen. Ming-Na Wen. Huh. The problem with me and Ming-Na Wen is I only know her from television. What was Ming-Na Wen in? Ah, oh, this is going to be super racist, <laughs> but I got it. Was she was she in Crazy Rich Asians? Um, actually, I don't believe so. But let me. Oh, that check. was super racist. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was that was a little racist. No, she's not in that. Oh, so now I just feel terrible. But no, you asked the question. I know, know, but the only reason I asked is because she was Asian. I mean. It's just like asking, like, you know. No, no, it's <laughs> anything that you say would be terrible. Like, it's like Lola Falana, was she in Roots? <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm just flailing. <laughs> was Sean Bean in Ku Klux Klan? Love story. I, <laughs> I seem to remember him on the call. Right. Right, that's terrible. No, he wasn't in that. I'm sorry. I apologize for anyone who hears that. That's, I don't think he would be, because I, look, that's the name of the movie. I know. Like, if you would ask, like, him, I'm scared to ask about like Joy Luck Club. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just thinking all some stuff with some Asians in it. All right. Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. Oh, are you asking me about the Joy Luck Club? N- no, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not <laughs> okay. This is 
Just checking. Minna, what was she in in the movies? This is real. I mean, like when I tell you, you'll be like, I just don't remember her in the movies. What's the last movie she was in? Okay. The last movie that she was in was. I like her too. I don't know. If I tell you, it's going to give it away. Right, because all I know her from is ER and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? Is all you know of her? That's not all you know of her. You just don't know that you know her from other things. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't she the voice of the the, the leopard in um, Kung Fu Panda? She is not in kung fu panda oh my god let me just stop talking i'm just oh my god i'm i'm about to i'm about to fool around and mess up the show she bruce lee's sister i know okay stop (laughs) who is that whose voice is that in kung fu panda i will look that up for you vincent um i'm going to look that up Hold on. Then I'm just gonna stop you. You gonna have to tell me because I'm just. <laughs> I'm doing my. I'm, I just sound like the most racist person ever. Um, I don't know. Was that the? Is that the the? Um, is that Viper? It, it's like the leopard. Well, I, I, like they have the. Character. I don't know the leopard's name. They have the character names. Who's the first female voice okay, wait, wait, on I'm the about, cast? I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. All right, here we go. She's like the only woman in the cast. Um, the tigress, who I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking is it. It was voiced by Angelina Jolie. Um, yeah, that was Angelina Jolie. Viper, which is the only other like female, like lead female I'm seeing. That was Lucy Liu. Oh my God! Yes, I'm just. <laughs> Okay, don't tell me the last. Tell me the next to last movie. Farrah Blackwell says, Vince, this is getting more racist with each other. I know. So I'm not guessing anymore. I don't know I'm not guessing anymore. Give me the next to last movie. <laughs> Again, I'm just flailing. I'm Somebody just... said, Vince, why don't you ask about Crouching Tiger? Hitting? I know, right? It's just terrible. I know she's not in Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon. No, she's not. Well, I know that. I know she's not. That's my girl in Crouching Tiger. You want me to give it to you? Sure, because yeah. You were you were I don't want to guess anymore. You were on you were on the right track <laughs> with voice. Okay. Do you want to take another shot at it? No, I don't. I don't want to take any more shots. <laughs> I don't want to take any more shots. <laughs> Cause like I want to like I, I uh, like I want to nope nope no more shots no more shots you are cut off I'm cutting off. you are cut I'm off. cutting myself off from shots cut off from the shots yeah all right first of all she is in the Joy Luck Club Shit. like a big break. I was so scared though. I was so 
scared. <laughs> now you got me shook. I don't remember who else was in the Joyla Club, and I don't want to guess. Well, it, it's fine. They, they probably wouldn't have helped you, but the movie that would would have done it for you either, actually, because she's in 1994's Street Fighter. Oh, well. But yeah, even more so than that, in 1998, mm-hmm. she is the title character. Oh, my goodness. The voice of Mulan. Oh, and and other right, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Murphy goes right to. She was the voice of Mulan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much so, and so revered for her performance in that, which is amazing. I love Mulan. Uh, that in the live action Mulan that mm-hmm. just came out a couple of years ago, she does a cameo. Okay. Which is why I didn't want to give you that movie. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> You've totally messed me up. Who else is in Joy Luck Club? I see if I can get, let me see if I can get to Joy Luck Club. Well, I think the only other names that you would know are Rosalind Chow. I probably need to see her. You know her. her if you see her. Yeah, I'm about to say. And Frances Wynn. Well, who's another, another actress one? I probably, probably know if know I see her. see her. Um, I think those are probably only... Yeah, those are the, the only actresses who I think that you would would know um, if you saw them, and, and and I'm I'm confident that if you saw a picture of them, sure, you would know both of them. Who are the men in that? Oh, I mean, did any who who cares? Like, it, it's all about the women. In no, 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 no. But um, as a matter of fact, I'm looking here at the cast and. Well, Andrew McCarthy's in there. Um, Victor Wong. That's Victor Wong. Another name you would know if you if you saw his face. You you know him. I don't know if you'd necessarily be able to connect to him though. And and Michael Paul Chan, he's definitely he's like a bald um, actor. Right, uh, right. A- Asian actor, you, you would know him if you saw him. But again, I don't know. I don't. I was about to say Victor Wong was in Big Big Trouble in Little China. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so been so I'd get stuff. to Kurt Russell. Yeah, but would you get have pulled? Him. But if I had said Joy Luck Club, would you have pulled? No, no, no. I would. I well, I, I would have done this. Like who all was in it? When you said oh, Victor okay. Wong, I recognize Victor Wong's name. Okay. Yeah. So. So, but. Yeah. That was terrible. That, <laughs> that was all around terrible. It was all around terrible. <laughs> I mean, you know. But for the record, <laughs> Derville Martin is in he's so chastened I, I... <laughs> cause <laughs> I can't even do it <laughs> <I can't> even... <laughs> 
Derville Martin is in um, Hell Up in Harlem mm-hmm. with Fred Williamson, mm-hmm. who's in Three the Hard Way with Jim Kelly. Okay. Who's in Black Belt Jones with Scatman Crothers. Okay. Who's in Truck Turner with Isaac Hayes. Okay. Who's in Escape from New York. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've messed up because Victor Victor Wong is in Big Trouble in Little China, not Escape from New York. Yeah. So I was trying. Why don't you just do Eddie Murphy? I know. Because I'm just... (laughs) I'm sitting here. Why is he messing Because, because you know, the Eddie Murphy thing is so. All right, so you know, Derville Martin, <laughs> Leonard Jackson, Eddie Murphy, Ming Ming Na Wen, who is a distinctly different actress than Michelle Yeoh and Lucy Liu. <laughs> this is this is this was terrible, Lynn, and I blame you. It's fine. We seem to have uncovered another blind. <laughs> I I don't think about her in the movies, and then I think this bears it out. Like like if her biggest role in the movies is her voice. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. doing great work. Yeah, on the Agents of Shield, and you didn't even mention that she's in uh, Disney's Boba Fett series. She was good in Boba Fett. She was one of the few good things in Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to love her on ER. I never. Saw yeah. ER. Yeah. She was on ER. She was really good. But all right. All right. Okay. Can we talk about Christmas specials some more or something? Oh, real quick. Just just so you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No. Go ahead. It, it just dawned on me who, yeah. where you would know Rosalind Chow from. Okay. She was on Deep Space Nine. Yes. She was, Um. yeah. Um, I just drew a blank on that. She was a Kai, wasn't she? No, that was recently departed Louise Fletcher. No, I know Louise Fletcher was Kai Wynn, but no, I thought Rosalind. No, no, Rosalind Chow was the wife of Chief O'Brien. Oh, well, that's the only thing I'd know her from. No, well, yeah, she did other things. Yeah, okay. All right. Such as the Joy Luck Club. Plus, I don't know what I want to ask. I'm never asking who's in the Joy Luck Club or Crazy Rich Asians again. (laughs) You sure she wasn't in Kung Fu Hustle? Come on, man. Stop. I could have sworn I saw her. Stop. That's Stephen Chow. Yes. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Stephen Chow. The great Stephen Chow. (laughs) Yes. Now he's found his platitudes. Yes, that's that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's um... do something else. (laughs) Let's do something else. Let's let's get into our review of Scary Movie. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. 
Hello. Wanna have a little fun? Who's this? Do you like scary movies? You thought the terror was over. If you believe the nightmare was finished. You were right. From the people who had nothing to do with Scream. Has it crossed your mind that your boyfriend was murdered and you're next? No way! They didn't make the rules. Oh my god, he's dead! They're just too stupid to follow them. We have to call the police! No way! I ain't going to jail! It's okay, I'm fine. We'll get rid of the body. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna tell y'all the rules to survive this situation. Rule number one. Don't answer the phone. I'm in the house. Do you know where I am? You're behind the couch. I can, um, see your feet. What? Oh, I Don't talk to reporters. The press only wants to interview the most ignorant person they can find. Oh, gee! First cops now this? And whatever you do, don't be afraid to rise to the occasion. Scary movie. <laughs> this is awesome. Scary movie. A 2000 American slasher parody film directed by Keenan Ivan Wayans and written by Marlon and Sean Wayans. The movie is a parody of multiple genres, including horror, slasher, and mystery, spoofing primarily Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. This film also uh, features performances by Anna Faris, Shannon Elizabeth, Kurt Fuller, Carmen Electra, Dave Sheridan, Cherry O'Terry, Regina Hall, and Lachlan Monroe. Yes, can't forget Lachlan Monroe. In Vincent's selection, as we kick off here on the Micho Mission. Vincent, what say you of Scary Movie? Scary Movie is a perfect example of my relationship with the Wayans family. Okay, do tell. We mentioned it a little bit before but before the review we we've talked about them on and off throughout our tenure here especially in 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 our review of I'm going to get you sucker I am at best ambivalent about the vast majority of the output over the past 30 years mm-hmm. from the Wayans family I think there were parts of in living color that were very smart, very insightful, very cutting. But I think more in living color than people acknowledge was kind of juvenile, mm-hmm. kind of low hanging fruit. There, there, there were there were a lot of lot of sort of you, you know the, the, the fart jokes and the, the, the ladies do this and men do that kind of jokes. This, that, and the other. I think. I'm going to get you sucker. And and as I mentioned, I was just listening to our review earlier is, is a very schizophrenic film. And for every moment that is really smart and really kind of funny, there's a lot of, of again, really juvenile broad humor. Mm -hmm. 
And and let's be clear, there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that type of humor. I just don't like it. Like, it's just, you know, the older I get, I, it, it just doesn't hold my attention. Right. And Scary Movie, as the first film that the younger Wayne brothers, Sean and, and Marlon wrote, I think is just an extended series of really juvenile jokes. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of, you know, barely closet gay guy jokes and, and there are jokes about, uh, you know, a lot of sex jokes, a lot of marijuana jokes. Like it's just very kind of lowbrow mm-hmm. type of thing. I, you know, I think as a spoof, you, you mentioned it spoofs scream and, 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 and really they, it spoofs. I know what you did last summer. Right. Right. The only part of scream that they really integrate into the plot is that the killer wears the scream mask and the opening scene at the, the opening scene. But, but even the opening scene as a spoof, it doesn't work because the opening scene of Scream was commentary on on horror movies. Right. So it was almost like a Xerox of a Xerox. Mm-hmm. Not even a Xerox of a Xerox. It's like somebody hand drew the Xerox yeah. of what Scream was commenting on. And as a spoof, even that, I don't think it works that well because I think intrinsically a spoof has to resemble what it's mocking enough right that you get that it's a spoof going you know circling back when we talk about spoofs and we talked about this with i'm gonna get you sucker in a lot of ways the 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 pinnacle of spoofs was airplane Mm -hmm. but part of what made airplane work is that actors like leslie nielsen Actors like, and I forget the the main character's name, but Leslie Nielsen is the one that jumps out at me. These were serious actors who were now making jokes. Yeah. So that th- it was enough that that you could see what it was actually spoofing. Right. Especially like Leslie Nielsen, you mentioned, but I think the one name you really want to pull is Peter Graves. Peter Graves. As the lead a- uh, pilot. Absolutely. These are people who were serious actors. Now they're making jokes. The best spoof of horror movies that I've seen, frankly, those two or three Halloween episodes of Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Where you see Jordan Peele's eye, mm-hmm. where he's making fun of. This is really just, again, these sort of extended juvenile jokes. And the framework is the horror. Mm-hmm. So as a film, I'm not really a fan of scary movie. Having said that, I absolutely adore the Wayans brothers and the Wayans family. Okay, And I love the way that they have navigated Hollywood, the way they've built their empire, the way they've put together a space for them to operate within. And and although I don't like Scary Movie, I love Scary Movie because I love how Sean, Marlon, and Keenan pulled this amazing trick 
where they made a black movie. Mm -hmm. If you're going to judge a film by its creators, this is a film written by two black men and directed by a black man. But they keep their cards so close to the vest that you don't know it. As you mentioned, Sean and Marlon are in the movie. They are characters in the movie, but their characters are very stock characters. Right. Marlon is a stoner. Sean is a star football player who is barely closeted. Mm -hmm. That is his whole shtick. This is whole shtick. The most racialized character in the film is Regina Hall. And she's not in the film that much. Not at all. Like they really do kind of keep her over on the side. And it's so deliberate and so intentional. So much so that there's a moment where they spoof this, this sort of the boilerplate language that you hear in movies sometimes where, where two characters have fallen in love and one of them says, oh, it's like being in a movie. And one of the characters says, well, we are in a movie. And then they, you know, pull back and show the, the production crew. Mm -hmm. But it's not the director. They say, oh, well, that's the sound they that's the um the script supervisor and it was such an obvious place to have the director like whenever you have this kind of bit where they pull back and show the people making the film it's always the director sitting there right but in this case it's the script supervisor who's white and i love that like i love how they use this to create the foundation for their own empire, They're, they being Sean and Marlon, because Sean and Marlon, of course, go on to create a bunch of spoof movies. And, and, and again, not really my cup of tea, but I have so much respect for them. And it kind of starts here for Sean and Marlon so that, you know, again, I think it's very lowbrow. There, there are no performance in, performances in here to really point at. Um, I think Anna Ferris holds it together as much as you need to hold something like this together. And, and, and certainly she's gone on to do interesting work as the lead. Marlon is, is maybe second gear. Yeah. As far as what Marlon does, like this is not a heavy lift for Marlon at all, but in a film filled with performances that right now, if you ask me to point out the vast majority of the primary cast in a lineup, I couldn't. Marlon is at least jumping around. The jokes, again, very juvenile. And, and then there are one or two jokes that it, it, like I'm not sure why there was an extended Matrix spoof in the midst of it that did, doesn't age that well. There's a what's up moment that doesn't age that well, doesn't age well that, that I'm surprised. But again, I don't really like scary movie, but I love scary movie just because it represents and you know it's scary movie. Yeah, well um I didn't like I don't like scary movie. I don't like scary movie at all. Uh I can appreciate the world that the Wayans family have carved out for themselves in Hollywood yet still find myself like you I think I'm also a lot more missed than hit with their output mm -hmm. 
and it begins with this one, which you can almost see them saying, hey, if, you know, the Zucker brothers can make, you know, Airplane and all the movies they made in the wake of that, you know, like the Naked Gun movies, Mm -hmm. things of that nature, then we can be just as silly as they are. Right. Right. And to be fair, you mentioned Airplane. Airplane is definitely the apex of those type of spoof movies from the 70s on. And everything else is pretty much diminishing returns. 100%. I don't like any of the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of most of the Naked Gun movies either. Um, Because, like you said, it's primarily because the, the actors forget that they are supposed to be 100% straight. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and to be fair, it's not all in the Naked Guns, it's not always necessarily the actors. I think it's also the writing mm-hmm. that got lazier and lazier. Uh, with this, nobody is playing it straight. Everybody's got, you know, everybody's winking at the camera. So it it doesn't work on that level. And like you said, as opposed to Airplane and maybe even the best of the Naked Gun movies, all of those those uh, those movies, what they had in common, they were trying to be rapid fire jokes coming at you, mm-hmm. right? But each joke that they were trying to throw at you, for the most part, was trying to be a one of one. Every once in a while, they might call back to something that happened. But for the most part, each joke was supposed to be a new joke, something new coming your way. This movie really has about four or five jokes or themes, and then they just keep returning yeah. to them. Because you talked about you talked about uh Sean Wayne's character being, you know, barely closeted. I counted before the first hour of the movie is over, there are at least ten <laughs> excuse me. There are at least ten is he her is he not gay jokes to the screen you know whether it be him like you know talking about like you you get his arms i'll get i'll get his ass and he's humping like this 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 dead guy or you know um you know talking about how much he he loves his his fellow football player yes and snapping towels and it's i'm like okay we get the joke yeah right yeah you talk about like almost i think Every woman, with, with the possible exception of Regina Hall, does a fart joke in the movie. Yeah. Um, anytime you see somebody standing um, still for more than two seconds, guarantee something's about to hit them. Right. And knock them off the screen as a swipe to the next uh, uh, to the next screen. There's like about four or five jokes in this movie and they just keep returning to the same theme. That is while and while that is definitely lowbrow because most of these jokes are lowbrow, that it is also, I'm sorry, lazy writing. Yeah, that's first draft writing. And while you can cape up for Marlon and Sean as a writing team, okay, but dude, 
can y'all go a little deeper? If your brothers have taught you anything, right, to, to go maybe a little, a, a, at least one step down, you mm-hmm. know, one step up from just you know whatever first comes to your head. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you're younger, and like, yeah, this this type of movie is low hanging fruit, but let's try, let's tr- let's try and, and do something something better, uh, because quiet is kept. If maybe you try and show that you can do something that is a cut above what has happened, you know, what has preceded you in far as like, you know, the worst of the naked gun movies and even the worst of the airplane movies. Mm -hmm. Then perhaps what happens to you kind of getting elbowed out of the sequels doesn't happen. Because you maybe staked a, a little bit more of a claim of to why you it needs to be you, right in the driver's driver's seat, right? You know, um, because that's what happens going forward. They kind of like get elbowed out, yeah. You know, because like, hey, well, we got a couple other guys that can- right, right. We don't actually need you, yeah, to do this, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, it, 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 I think th- in that regards, they're a little bit of their own worst enemies. Right, right. This, right. I mean, in their defense, they, you know, they kind of do high concept as time goes on, get higher, higher concept. You know. Well, are we talking about white chicks? I mean, little man, they're higher concepts in this. You know, fair enough. You they, know, and, 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 you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, I'll give you that. Right. I will give you that. We'll talk about those movies. Well, we did White Chicks. Then we did White We did not do No, we were supposed to do White Chicks and then we didn't do it. Because I remember I made a flyer for it. Right, Uh, right, right. um, But yeah, so uh, like, like that is like a big failure of of this movie. And I, and, and I can't give them the Wayans brothers or at least these two Wayans brothers Mm -hmm. a pass because as the younger brothers, you're supposed to at least try and learn from the brothers that have gone before. And again, I can't give them a pass because the bigger brother is directing the film. Right. And it is incumbent upon him. Like, yeah, you, you're just trying to get the movie made, but it's incumbent upon him to know a little better. Right. You know, if, if this movie even aspires to, to be tried to be close to the level of, I'm going to get you sucker or low down dirty shame, or especially I'm going to get you sucker. Right. Then it, then maybe you're saying something there. Right. But, but it doesn't. And I think the proof is in the pudding. People have, you know, member berries for, I'm going to get you sucker. But when you go to the black exploitation spoof that really kills it and does it right, it's black dynamite. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I I really just fall down on like I was I was so tired. Yeah, oh yeah. I was so tired of this movie. Regina Hall is in this she's not good in this movie either. I'm yeah. sorry. I like Regina Hall, but I don't I I just and yeah, she's kind of she's just going for she's like she knows where she's in. Yes. She, if 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 Marlon is on is like at half speed, Regina Hall is she's on autopilot. Yeah, absolutely. 
<clears throat> she 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 could care less. Yeah. She's like, just get me out of here. You know, I I I really we we need to watch this sooner than later. I thought I have a memory of Don't Be a Menace to South Central being a sh- being sharper than this. Hmm. And I wonder if and that was made four years before this. Yeah, and that and was made in 1996. Right. And that's just Sean and Marlon writing along with um, Paul, Paul Bowman. I wonder if in there, again, I, I believe very deliberate move to deracialize this. Mm-hmm. That also informs what we're talking about. Perhaps the other thing that uh, Don't Be a Menace has going for it, that movie is directed by Paris, Paris Barkley, Barkley, who is uh, an Emmy Award winning director of television mm-hmm. uh, and such prominent series such as uh, The West Wing, ER, NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. Maybe a stronger directing hand, mm-hmm. you know alongside who knows what Phil Bowman is bringing in the writer's room mm-hmm. to kind of stitch their craziness together, right. provide a structure yeah. upon which their insanity can live to make something that's a lot more palatable mm-hmm. and enjoyable than this hodgepodge of right. sketches. And memorable. Like I just watched scary movie a few hours ago, I don't remember anything from it. And it's interesting that you you brought up in living color because let's be fair, even the best of sketch comedy shows, if you if you line up all of their sketches, the the majority of all the sketches are not going to win. Absolutely, tr- absolutely correct. The, the The difference is the ones that that stand out are so superlative yes that they are complete evidence of what it, everything that this you know this ensemble or this show has to offer i would contend and i could i could be wrong because it's been a minute in living color while they did have some memorable sketches of course but how much of those memorable sketches are because of the writing or the performer right right you had this ridiculously talented cast right yeah. who every once in a while could then really elevate the material yeah because a lot of the jokes like just thinking back to it in living color a lot of the jokes in that and i can't remember what exactly the, the name of their bit was but where um damon wayans is the the gay film reviewer yes 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 alongside um men on film men on film and but the uh, i'm just drawing a blank on the other actor now now i've just drawn a blank david allen greer david allen greer a lot of those jokes are you know whatever yeah but it's the performance yeah of of those two that is true that elevates that that is true you know that's damon wayans elevating homie the clown yeah yeah it's is 
Jim Carrey pretty much writing his own stuff. Yeah. Which are the ones where he, you know, excels in. Yeah. Do you really remember any memorable Keenan Ivor Wayans performances from In Love and Color except Arsenio Hall? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? It's true. So uh, I think this is indicative of maybe the let's put it to, to use a re- recurring refrain from the show, a blind spot in their resume. Yeah. Bit, you know, yeah. Th- that their writing is maybe not all it could be. Right. Right. I, I think success is always a strong defense success plus longevity. And I think regardless of any arguments about the quality, Mm -hmm. I think Sean and Marlon have really, again, consistently carved out a successful career. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But but so is Tyler Perry. Well, but, but I if, think but even you, Tyler. You know if, what? But if you are you know giving what? people low hanging, no, 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 people are going to reach for that low hanging. I fruit think they've done something more impressive than Tyler Perry in a lot of ways. I think Tyler Perry's most impressive feat was creating this loyal audience, so that frankly, for his base, Tyler Perry can do anything he wants. Mm-hmm. So that it, it really it like like his the, the quality of the work is not even it doesn't even matter for mm-hmm. Tyler Perry for his base. Mm-hmm. You said it yourself. They were not identified with scary movie to the point where they got elbowed out or they quit scary movie and no one really noticed because no one knew they were part of the scary movie thing. But then they go on, and again, Little Man, White Girls, Dance Flick, like they always have every couple of years some silly movie. Yeah, you didn't even go 50... 50 Shades of Black. Yeah. That do pretty well. Mm. Like they do pretty well. Yeah, like, but again, like I said, it's low hanging fruit. People are going to go for that. It's low hanging fruit, but but you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of people do low hanging fruit. They haven't done it as long and as successfully. Fair enough. Fair enough. And to circle back to the Tyler Perry thing, I don't know how much they lean on the Wayans name anymore, as much as they are kind of upholding it. Or 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 expanding it even. Okay, no, they've carved out their own little. Right, like like here you go. You and I are showing our age, talking about Keenan and Damon. I think if you are under hell forty, if you are under forty years old, if you said Wayne's brothers, you you think sure. about Sean and Marlon. That's fair. That's so fair. you know, credit where credit is due. No, that's that. That is fair, but I think that if you then think, oh yeah, Sean and Marlon, yeah, they all right, they all right, yeah, but you know, so, mm. so yeah, you know, scary movie. So, would you recommend people see scary movie? This movie that you love? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend people watch scary movie. No, 
I think you absolutely need to know about Scary Movie. I'm basically this. Look, I have one Wayans brother sort of speech. I am consistently underwhelmed by what they produce. Were you a fan of their TV show, which had five seasons? Not really. No, me neither. I don't know if I've watched an entire episode of of the Wayans Brothers, which, <laughs> appropriately enough, one genuine chuckle I had in this film was when Sean broke character and talked about shows shows getting canceled and then didn't even have a chance to say goodbye to people and it was a good show and that genuinely made me chuckle really because it seemed like a an actual moment it did and it's it's funny it's funny i i i marked that i noted that spot because yeah he saw you know he he breaks character a little Mm -hmm. he's talking to the to the audience but even in talking to the audience, he still couldn't deliver the line. So I was like, oh my God, he's just such a bad actor. Um, my one my one chuckle in this movie is the one bit, and it's low-hanging fruit, I admit, where they kind of like spoof the Blair Witch Project. And yes. the lady is stuck in the woods. Yeah, and, and she has a snot side. coming out of her nose. I, 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 You like that? I, Look... If you like jokes about bodily fluids from all ends. Well, I like that. Right, right. Well, not you, but I use that to segue into folks. If you like body fluid jokes, this is the film for you. So you're recommending scary movie. (laughs) I'm not recommending scary movie at all, but I absolutely think you should know about scary movie. I think, I think the, I think the Wayans are an aspirational story. Okay. I really do. And, 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 I think scary movie is a very important chapter in their story because now I just want to build on what I just said. In a lot of ways, scary movie was the passing of the baton. Mm. Like Keenan and Damon built this foundation. No, Keenan, Damon and Kim built this foundation within living color with the last Boy Scout, with you know, he directed Raw, like he kind, you know, like the the elder brothers worked all through the eighties and nineties, two thousand, hand the baton to the younger brothers, and when you look at the output from the Wayans family since two thousand, the vast majority of it has been from Sean and Marlon, and it starts here, so. There's no reason to watch scary movie, but I think you should absolutely know about it. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The backstory Mm -hmm. of scary movie and its sequels um, is interesting and is definitely a a a a a moment of note and a deserving chapter in the Wayne's family story. But outside of that, there's there's absolutely no reason to visit Scary Movie. Yeah. None whatsoever. And not even if you're a Regina Hall completist. I mean, she don't. Blink and you miss her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this the scene, her most famous scene in the movie is on YouTube. So yeah. Just look at that scene and that's all. So there you go. That's, um, that's our thoughts on... 
scary movie scary movie all right before we tell you once again what we're going to be watching next week ladies and gentlemen here in Bootober, i invite you to check out the me show mission two men one podcast every black film ever made go to me show mission.com where you can hit swag and check out all the cool designs and gifts that we have available for you from our good friends at t public did you know that we have a voicemail you can leave us a voicemail <laughs> at 215-867-966 and tell Vincent and Len what is on your mind. You can also email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also hit us up at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mission, either via email, either via our social media. You can also use hashtag previously to tell us all the mm. review, reviews that you would like to see replayed just the reviews on our new accompanying series previously on the mission and don't forget you can always subscribe to the me show mission on youtube YouTube, check us out. Look us up. Let me show mission. Subscribe so you do not miss any of our live shows. If you're listening to the podcast, and thank you very much, you're missing the live stream of our show where not only do we give you the podcast in unedited form, <laughs> but you're also missing trailer talk, all that stuff that we are talking, and it's it's some, some crazy stuff that we are talking in the spot where you on the podcast heard the trailer. So check out the live stream via YouTube every Tuesday night. All right. And wherever you check out our podcast, please give us a five-star rating and a review, especially if it's on Spotify or Apple podcast, as we make our way to 200 reviews and we've been getting a few more. Thank you each and every one. We're going to start reading them starting next week. So reading them here on air. So please help us reach 200 reviews. It would be a beautiful round number for us to reach before the end of the year. And there are strategic reasons why we want to get there. And I'll tell you about them once we get there. Ha ha. All right. It's a tease. Right. Call that in the business. And the Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network, thepodglomerate.com. We make podcasts work. Next week is my turn. And next week we are going to the year of 2018, where we will be reviewing the first purge. Yes. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Next week here on the Michelle Mission. Until then, he's Vince. I'm Len. Sanaa Lathan is the cat woman that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> Please check out Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Free she's club. really good. Free plug. She's really good. Oh, too. she's really good. She is so good. She's so good. And I heard her directing debut is actually not bad, too. Right, right. Oh. Well, since we're wrapping up talking about the um, black women in animation and, and the 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 I'm going to get you sucker review. I don't remember. I, I know this may surprise you, but we went on a little tangent and somehow ended no. up talking. We, we started talking about Don Lewis. Okay. And I said that I had never seen anything with Don Lewis that really showcased her talent. 
And I said, this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm just waiting. You know, I've, I, I know she's one project away. And then it'll be like, oh, Don Lewis. She is so good on Lower Decks. Yes. Yes. She is excellent on actually, Lower Decks. I was actually thinking about, I mean, I think about her every time I watch the episode. But this most recent episode, she didn't even do anything. But she said something. Yes. It's like. Go ahead, Dawn. Yeah, she is so me. good on lower decks. It just so. tickles me thinking that that's Dawn Lewis. Yeah, so yeah. let's hear for these sisters in these cartoons. Most definitely. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's Vince. I'm Len. And until next week, in parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. 